always seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77. ABC. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Good Saturday morning. He is hoping that your weekend is off to a great start. Managers at the Ukrainian nuclear plant are working at gunpoint. And a bit later, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. We will get to that in a moment, but I want to start with, I received some feedback via email for a comment I made earlier this week and concern about what I meant by it. The comment was in reference to the man arrested for throwing feces at the woman in the Bronx, Frank Abroqua. I want everyone to know I don't support violence or even worse of what might happen to someone locked up on Rikers Island. If my words were taken as I'm encouraging violence or even something else to happen to this suspect in custody, if he's ever placed in custody, I'm sorry for that. Again, I don't think any human being should be treated like that as far as the woman having feces thrown in her face. I felt compelled to clarify on air that I do not support or condone violence of any kind. We are now going to take a break, and when we come back, the situation in Ukraine and your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Aren't you looking for me? And we have a lot to get to this hour. The situation in Ukraine, a lot of issues that are occurring uh, here in New York as it relates to crime. And throughout the entire hour, we are taking your telephone calls. As I just said, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with uh, Ukraine. The U.S. flies is flying B-52 bombers over NATO's eastern flank. That's one. Two, the managers at the nuclear plant are operating at gunpoint. Three, Secretary of State says the suffering is expected to get worse before it gets better. According to the Pentagon, Russia has launched more than 500 missiles and Russia is closing in on another nuclear plant in Ukraine. Something has to give, folks. Something has to give to make Putin I, I don't know exactly what that may be, but to change his ways. The sanction on oil, uh, perhaps. Something has to give. And I'm going to take some of your calls, and in a minute we will deal with what Senator Lindsey Graham has had to say. But let's start with Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, um, let's look back in history. We had a president who I think was probably the best president this country ever had, who was facing a problem. Half the country wanted to separate and become their own country. They no longer wanted to be a part of the United States. Now, by today's standards, he should have said, okay, you want your freedom, you don't want to be part of America, go right ahead and separate. But he didn't do that. Instead, he did something else, which I think was the absolute right thing to do. 
He sent in thousands and thousands of northern troops into the south, and they killed hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Because in, in the Civil War, we lost 650,000 people. Half of those people were Southerners. So altogether, they lost about 350,000 people. He also sent a pyromaniac general by the name of Sherman to teach these Southerners a lesson. Every place he went, he set the homes on fire. He set the crops on fire. He went, he marched into Georgia, and he incinerated Atlanta, the capital city. Now, he's considered one of our great presidents. Putin is doing the same damn thing. The Ukraine has always been a part of Russia. He wants back what belongs to him. Now, as long as he doesn't invade a free country like Poland, he is not Adolf Hitler, and the Russians are not Nazi Germany. He okay, is but Michael, but Michael, Abraham Michael, Lincoln. I, Michael, I, I hear you, but who says that he stops with Ukraine? Most well, you can't. She can't say that he's going to go further until he does it. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Right now, the only places that he is taking over belonged to Russia. They were part of Russia. Have you noticed that the Soviet Union never put missiles in any country that they took over, like Poland or Bulgaria or Czechoslovakia? They only put the missiles in. Part of the country, that was Russia. The reason was because if one of these countries said, we want our freedom, and Russia said no, they would use their own nuclear missiles against Russia. That's why Poland and Czechoslovakia and Bulgaria never had nuclear missiles. He is taking okay. back what he belonged to him, like Abraham Lincoln. Okay, so, so what, Michael, 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 I've got to move on. But what about the people of, of Ukraine that are suffering as we speak? And being what about killed. the Southerners in the South that were being killed in the Civil okay. War? What, okay. The same thing. All right. Okay. Well, Michael, I, I thank you for your call, Michael, from New Jersey. Let's go to Ontario, Canada, and let's say good morning to Frank. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, sir. Uh, it's an honor talking to you. And thank as you. for your apology, uh, as you began your show there, like, uh, sir, I, I, I totally respect what you were saying, but... You did not have to apologize for anything, and um, I don't. Th- I heard that comment, and I don't think you said anything wrong. And if it offended people, well, I'm really not sure what to say about that. Well, I, I, for- I, I, I appreciate that, Frank. But um, you, you know, in, in talk radio, as Curtis Lewa always says, is the theater of the mind. It's the theater of the mind. And on any given comment that I make at any given point during this show on a nightly basis, it can be interpreted by you and and everyone else with the sound and within the sound of my voice in in the in the many states that are listening and Canada and so on as one way or the other. And I I I I'm not encouraging violence. That's not what I meant to do. Um, when I was referring to the situation, it's just I am so outraged at what happened to this woman. As I said, she's going to have to have probably counseling uh, with feces thrown in her face. Uh, she's going to have to have counseling and psychiatric services uh, for for the rest of her life. And so I just felt strongly as because I go back and I listen to some of the calls and I listen to what you folks have to say. And after receiving the uh, the uh, the emails, I, I said, you know what, maybe I should just go back and um, and and give an updated uh, version because I, I, I just I, I didn't mean to offend anyone. So, again, for that, I'm sorry. But thank you, Frank. Sir, you didn't offend anybody, and it it was, uh, I was like clapping for you. I'm like, good for you, Mm -hmm. and this is just so sad that because someone disagrees and you ban a Christmas song and you do this, and it's just enough, you know. Well, I I hear you, Frank, and I I thank you. for your call and um, and have a great weekend and a and a great morning and thank you for reaching out calling from uh, Canada, 
Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're going to get to the local issues, but right now we're discussing uh, Ukraine and the ongoing situation that does appear to be getting worse before it gets better. And unfortunately, we all knew that, that, that it was headed and in, in this direction. And um, it's just a very, very sad commentary on where things stand. Let's go to Leo. Leo's calling from the Upper East, Upper West Side. Good morning, Leo, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I just want to make a short comment about the previous call. Uh, in the communist Czechoslovakia, was bunkers with the, with the nuclear missiles launchers, and the Russians kept actually the the, the nuclear head on the Russian border in access of six to twelve hours to these launchers. They was just ready on the line. Toward the end, before before Gorbachev, they actually moved some of these heads because they considered the transport in case in case that they need to use it, it would be too dangerous to fast transporting it to these 12 hours across the property. So they actually moved some of these heads to the bunkers on the property of the Czech in, in the Prague area, northern of Prague. Well, how do you think this is going to uh, play out, Leo, at the end of the day? How is all this going to work out? I'm unfortunately believe that we have just history repeating exactly with the Chamberlain, with the Sudeten, where, where, where everybody is actually thinking if we gave up and give him the Ukraine, he's not going to go forward. But he is a, a megalomania a brainiac who's going to try to take actually small Lithuania, Latvia, Lotish, Georgia, all that he's going to try to actually grab. Well, I, I thank you, uh, Leo, calling from the uh, Upper West Side. Let's now go to Piermont. I believe it's Piermont. And let's say good morning to Eileen. Good morning, Eileen. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. In regards to your opening statement about not condoning violence about, you know, with the criminals. Um, yes. In my opinion, there's no need for you to apologize and also... Um, as the saying goes, and I feel this with such severe crimes, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Right. I, I, I hear you, Eileen. I, I hear you. But when I went back and listened to it, and again, I do this all the time, you know, um, what I say could be interpreted um, by some in different ways, and I just don't want that. I always try to be as clear and as definitive as uh, humanly possible, but I really do appreciate your your support, Eileen. How do you see the situation with Putin playing out at the end of the day? Not good, not good. I think we're going to have to go in, and what they should do is instead of bail reform, send those nasty but criminals, give them basic training, boot camp. And send them over. Maybe it'll make a man or a human being out of them. Very interesting. Eileen, I thank you for the uh, call this morning and have a uh, beautiful weekend. Let's go from uh, Piermont to Forest Hills. Let's say good morning to our friend Stan. Good morning, Stan. How are you, my friend? How what's, are you? I'm very well. What's on your mind? First of all, before I get to the first call of Michael with that lunacy, I want to ask you, did you find out about what happened to the 400 homeless? Did you get an idea to check it out at all? You know what? That's that's a great idea, Stan, and I never try and run from something. I have not had a chance to look into the details, but I promise you, on Monday, I will have an answer for you. Let me get to uh, the first caller, whose idiocy. An understanding of history is he's sitting. I mean, it's unbelievable what that gentleman said. But that doesn't surprise me coming. Well, I, I didn't I didn't agree with him, but I think you know, Stan. And, and to be honest with you, sometimes I don't agree with you. But I believe in letting folks have their say. 
The only time that I really interfere is that if folks try and give a full history lesson or it just goes on and on and on, because obviously we have a certain time period that we're supposed to allot for each call and then we're supposed to move on. But please continue. I'll make it very quick. Okay? Remember what he said. Let's give Texas back to Mexico. Is that what it comes down to? Remember Texas? Fort belonged to Mexico. It belongs to them. Is that what he said? No country belongs to anybody. As people are dying by the minute. That's what he said. Ignorance is bliss and stupidity reigns forever. But we never gave Texas. Texas fought for their independence and so forth. These people are a free country. They want to remain a free country. They have a right to be a free country. Nobody belongs to nobody. I don't know where, what war he's been in or what war he fought, but nobody belongs to nobody. If you want independence, you have a right to independence. Some things are not. But I do believe, and I'm going to be – I do not think this will end well. I do not think we will go in in any way. Uh, sending troops uh, or sending weapons or planes, which I think they need, will be too late. I think this is going to be the worst. I do not see a happy ending here or any kind of a peace ending. Okay, so Stan, but before I move on, uh, you know I'm a, I'm a journalist. Define, you just said, the worst. Define that. Uh, good. Well, I don't think he'll use nuclear war, I think, but he'll kill everything he can get his hands on. He'll kill, he's killed women, children. He'll destroy the nuclear power plants, which is to his favor. If he does that, that's a, Ukraine will be a, a lit-up country of, of uh, radioactive things. I, I mean, this, I believe he will do it. If he decides to do that, I think the president of the United States has to say, turn mother's picture to the wall and say to the American people, we gotta do. We gotta go in. I don't want to go in. I've been in a war. I do, but if it, get, it, it can get that worse, and I think millions will die unless we do something, or we give more guns. It, it's just I can't see a positive thing here. Everybody keeps talking on the news. It, this looks good. It's not bad today. Dominic, you're a pretty smart guy. You're from the streets. This is not going to bode well. I'm sorry. And I'm an optimistic guy most a lot of the times. Right. It's not going well. well. Stan, Stan I, I, I thank you for your call and for your input, and I want you to have a beautiful weekend. And uh, unfortunately, I, I share your sentiment. It, it, it seems to be playing out in real time as we speak what's going on in Ukraine. And we are discussing uh, Ukraine uh, a bit later, we will get to some local issues in the city of New York as we go into our weekend. Let's go to Sergeant Major Mike. I believe it's Sergeant Major from Fort Dix in New Jersey. Good morning, sir. And how are you this morning? Good morning. Chunk one. Hi, sir. I'm a huge fan I, of yours. <laughs> thank you. you. You've said that before, and you've also and said you're, the no, Chunk and, one. And you know what I, I, I understand. Can't... And I had a chance to read your biography, and it's just spectacular and awesome. And I hope to see you on TV more often. Well, thank but. you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, you know, I, I'm here. I'm here, sir. Um, you represented our country, and I have the utmost respect for that. I know that you downplay it to a degree. But, um, you know, as I as I sit here and talk to you folks, you know, it, never judge a book by its cover. It's been a long road in my entire life uh, to be here uh, here at WABC. But thank you and go right ahead. Unbelievable biography. Uh, real quick, and I'll let you go. The majority of the Let's Go Brandon cabinet is a total train wreck. And this is what happens when you base your candidate solely on color, race, creed, gender, and sexual preference, as opposed to the most qualified person, regardless of identity. Your thoughts, please, sir. Thank you. Have a great weekend, and let's go, Brandon. <laughs> well, well, thank, thank you. Um, I agree with you, and, and I, I, I want to add one in there. I really believe that when it comes to our candidates in America, one of the issues should be in every race, even for a comptroller, public advocate, where do you stand on crime? Where do you stand? And I mean specifics. 
where do you stand on supporting our police? I think that that's something that every voter should have an answer to before a decision is reached. And I don't think that, um, that it's good for our country when people in some cases are elected on how woke you are uh, or how far you may play to the left in terms of race. All that is, is divisive politics and ultimately it comes back to harm all of us. That's something else that we're seeing play out in real time. In real time. Let's go to uh, Canada from the Bronx. I believe you have a question on New York crime. Is that accurate? Or a comment on New York crime? Uh, uh, not, yeah, a comment on New York crime. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Dominic, for allowing me to, to just, you know, this is just my opinion. I believe that the, uh, the anti-crime unit that, um, that was instilled in New York City Police Department um, and the work that they did, was was phenomenal and i think it needs to be reinstituted in new york city of course it was phenomenal you uh, are correct yeah yeah. a lot of a lot of what we call in the hood because i'm from the south bronx what we call meatball cases were usually prerequisites that you know that allow them to stem you know from a, a more violent offense in the future by catching them for like what they call the broken windows but um, they, they need to implement, they call it stop and frisk, but I call it probable cause. There's case law on the books that supports our police officers nationwide that allows them to utilize certain tactics such as such as deception to be able to collar somebody. And I believe that if they would have caught that guy at Wakefield or hopping the train somewhere, that lady would have never had feces uh, in, you know, on her body. But so... Uh, well, I, I agree... I, I agree with everything you just said, except for whether the Supreme Court permits it or not. I don't believe that law enforcement should use deception uh, in investigations. That's just my, my personal belief, my my personal belief. But you and I agree that the uh, street crimes unit did an effective job in cleaning up New York City. What happened to Amadou Diallo in the Bronx? Very, very, very tragic. And uh, there were a number of complaints and so on. But l- let me just fine tune exactly what I'm trying to say here. So if a, if a police officer happens to stop an African-American or Latino teenager simply because they're African-American or Latino, that that is violating someone's constitutional rights. But if they see a young person with a bulky jacket on, and frankly, all of these kids wear bulky bulky uh, jackets this time of year, but a bulky jacket and perhaps a shiny object somewhere, then, then they, then they have, they had not have had every right to engage And so I thank you for the call, but I do agree with you uh, as it relates to the street crimes unit. And I feel that that we're doing a disservice. Uh, The mayor is not releasing the date yet, Mayor Adams, of when the new anti-gun units are coming out, uh, deferring to the police commissioner. But I think it is a huge, I don't think, I know. It is a huge mistake. I understand that it's a concession that he's making to the civil rights community. I get it. I understand. But to have these officers walk around with with uh, NYPD uh, signs on their jackets and their names and it sort of defeats the entire purpose. We're going to get to local issues a little bit later, but we are discussing the situation in Ukraine. Dominic Carter with you here. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The U.S. flies B-52 bombers over NATO's eastern flank. Uh, managers at the nuclear plant, I still can't believe, folks, that, that this is happening, are operating at gunpoint in uh, Ukraine. And things, according to the Secretary of State, are going to get worse before they get better. And according to the Pentagon, think about this one for a second. Think about this for a second. Russia has launched more than 500 missiles. 
500 missiles at Ukraine. I see here we may have some possible, possible optimistic talk about Ukraine from John in Brooklyn. So let's see. Good morning, John. Welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Dominic, good talking to you again. Uh, What people may not know right now in eastern Poland, General Milley is there. They're flying in on C-147s on on our uh, U.S. Air Force biggest transport aircraft, loads of Stinger missiles and Javelin missiles to use against Russians. And, well, and the that, Polish that are also that was announced earlier this also week. giving the Ukrainians arms. What they're doing is they're transferring the weaponry from Poland's eastern frontier and they're giving it to Western Ukraine. And from Western Ukraine, the Ukraine commanders are distributing the weapons throughout the country. Now, so John, the question becomes: Will will it make a big difference? And I've been asking a number of you this because um, I'm very interested in in your responses because I'm not too optimistic at the situation. I don't mean the side, but I'm just not too optimistic about it. How do you see this playing out? I am not very optimistic either, but I'm optimistic only in this sense. This is going to drag the war considerably. Russia is not going to be able to take any of the other Ukrainian cities There will be fierce urban fighting. The Russians are not trained in doing that. The Ukrainians know their landscape, including their urban landscape, well, and they will be able to offer some defense. Well, John, I That's where my optimism uh, stems. Now, I would not go as far as Blinken did say yesterday that he thinks Ukraine will prevail. I don't know, but I think Ukraine can make a very good stand of it and further bloody the nose of Putin. Enough that there might be an insurrection in the army in Russia that might lead to a coup d'etat getting getting rid of Putin. Well, we will see, John. I I thank you uh, for your call. And, you know, that I guess that brings me to my point uh, as it relates to uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, of course, of uh, South Carolina, Republican. The White House uh, distanced uh, President Biden uh, Friday from Senator Graham's proposal that someone in the Russian government should assassinate Putin. Uh, and with the White House saying, uh, Jen Psaki, that this is not the position of the United States uh, government. But the the Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, he's doubled down on his remarks as recent as Friday, saying Russia needs to take this guy out by any means possible, by any means possible. Senator Lindsey Graham. Let's go to Mike in Queens. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening in horror as, as some of these people say, we might have to go into Ukraine, we might have to attack Russia. Uh, you know, Russia has about four or 5,000 nuclear warheads ready to roll. And all these little chicken hawks chirping around, I'm starting to think the, uh, the free government crack pipes are starting to make it to their houses because... It's just insane what they're talking about. And also, uh, we, have to start, uh, we have to start thinking, forget about Putin. What about Biden? I mean, can you honestly tell me that Biden is running the show at this stage of the game? I mean, what I saw in the State of the Union the other night was, was uh, pathetic. The guy looks like he's like two breaths away from a nursing home. I mean, my opinion, I think uh, it's basically Barack Obama, Susan Rice, uh, the old team is back. And they keep propping up Biden to avoid people knowing that. But, I mean, you talk about getting Putin out of the mix. I think it's about time Biden uh, stepped off the stage. I mean, this, this guy is just a joke. And for us to have any traction on this, I mean, you had the Russian tanks and soldiers sitting at the border for three weeks. Weeks. They didn't do anything. And the, uh, the United States didn't do anything. And eventually this guy rolled into the Ukraine. Now it's a complete mess. And I think what we have to do is shore up our own oil supplies, cut off the funding for the Russians, 
because their soldiers aren't going to eat sand. I mean, their soldiers have to eat, and they need supplies. Just cut off the uh, the lifelines, and that's their only way out, and then come to some kind of ceasefire. Because right now, I mean, you talk about the, the problems with Putin. What about the problems with Biden? This guy has to resign or be impeached or something. I mean, that's just well, my he's, well, so. well, Mike, he's not going to resign, and he's not going to be impeached as long as Democrats uh, have the uh, the House and barely the uh, Senate. So... Our that's our situation. It appears for the uh, next couple of years, but um, something has to give with this uh, Putin situation. And you're right. The nuclear situation, th- this is not something to joke about. It is as real as real gets. Mike, thank you for the call. Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I hope you don't mind if I um, go back to um, your opening statement, which I didn't hear, but I heard others call about. Um, I just want to say, Dominic, you are such a force for good in the world. You're you're intelligent, you're passionate, and you're very kind-hearted. And the thing is, if people want to be offended on behalf of someone that is victimizing someone in such a horrific manner, I won't. I, let's just say I say to heck with them. But if you're gracious enough to speak to them, then fine. But the problem is everyone is offended about everything except where where were those people speaking to you and expressing their outrage and their upset about what happened to that poor woman? You know what I mean? Everyone's outraged for everyone except for the victims these days. Well, I I, I hear you, Jennifer, and I I really appreciate your comment. It's just that, and I, I, folks, I really read. It takes me a while, but I read every email uh, that is sent to me, and when I saw uh, one in particular that that it, it, it kind of disturbed me, and I said, you know, Dominic, you you have to address this because I don't want anyone to think that uh, that I'm condoning violence, uh, especially against inmates uh, at Rikers Island. That's not, that's not where my heart is. And so that's why I went back and felt so strong to start off the show tonight to 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 illustrate, Jennifer, where I'm coming from. And I, I respect you for that. It takes a big man to say that and to care about what someone else might be feeling. And I know you're genuine in it. But like I said, we're not the same people expressing their outrage about these people that are the woman that was flashed, what was it, today or, you know, on the subway. And this right, the 68-year-old woman. Yeah, yeah. Can I say one other thing, Dominic? Go ahead, to and then I've got to take a break. Go right ahead, Jennifer. Okay. I just wanted to say this. For people that have expressed trauma, I mean, experienced trauma, there's an excellent kind of therapy that a lot of people aren't aware of. It was uh, put in place especially for veterans, but it's really, really fantastic, and it's not a lot of people know about it. It's called EMDR therapy, EMDR therapy, and people can look it up. But like you said about that woman, I've been thinking about her too, Dominic, and for those types of traumas, it's a really, really good therapy, and perhaps it could help her and others, and I wish we cared more about their long-term experiences and their lives than we do these felons that keep on hurting and hurting and hurting. So I thank you for being you. I thank you for hearing me and have a blessed weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. And you, you have a blessed and a beautiful weekend folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 WABC coming up in about 24 minutes. Curtis Sliwa, the weekend edition of the other side of midnight. I see all of your telephone calls on Ukraine and crime in New York city. We're going to get to as many of those calls as we can. When we return, I'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And so, folks, I was discussing the situation at the top of the show of the uh, man that allegedly smeared uh, the woman in the Bronx with feces uh, and God knows what other uh, bodily fluids. Well, a, a fed up state lawmaker from Harlem, get this, is proposing a law that would make throwing or smearing a victim with feces and other bodily fluids a felony crime, a felony crime. The lawmaker that's proposing this is Assemblywoman 
Inez Dickens. And she says she used to be in the city council. Now she's back up in Albany. And she says that 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 incident really set her off, that it's awful, that it's disgusting. And she says, listen to this quote, folks. I'm going back to your telephone calls on crime and Ukraine. But more specifically for right now, Ukraine, the situation as it relates to the invasion, the assemblywoman says something has to change. We can't have criminals on the subway hitting innocent people in the face with feces or throwing urine at them. We can't have our constituents afraid to ride the subway, the bus, or walk the street. Let's let's be positive and hope that this may be the start of the tide to turn to, I know it's a big jump, taking the handcuffs off the police and putting them back on the criminals. We're talking crime in New York City, but the invasion as well in Ukraine. Curtis Lee was standing by to join us at 1 a.m. He will take over the other side of midnight, the weekend edition. Let's go to Corey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Corey. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, Good morning. Pleasure, as always. Um, I believe an eye for an eye and uh, the whole world's going to be blind. But in this scenario, maybe you let Give him the opportunity. You want to serve, serve time or let her throw feces in his face. Also, oh, you, anyway, you're talking about the uh, the situation uh, in the Bronx. Right, but that's that's just uh, passively. Um, right. No, I, I get I it, looking- Corey, but but that but that's not going to solve the fact that this woman. Just stop and think for a second how she must feel the embarrassment not knowing uh, you know, the type of testing she's going to have to have done regularly to make sure that uh, that she didn't catch something from this incident. This woman is going to need professional help for some time. And, well, you know, I, my, I just yeah. want her to know that, that she didn't do anything wrong. And, I mean, in all of this because she declined his romantic advances, because she didn't want anything to do with you, and this is what you do? Corey, go ahead before I move on to the uh, next question. He needs please. mental help. Um, yes, uh, we need to tread lightly because I believe, well, uh, Russia has nuclear capabilities. I don't think they would use it on Ukraine because then they'd be taking out part of their own land that they want. Um, mm. But we have to remember that I believe... Vladimir Putin has probably killed or assassinated people with his own hands and was a KGB agent. And you have to think like in that mentality. So thank you. I I, I hear you, Corey, and I thank you for the call calling uh, from Brooklyn to Michael Murphy in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. To put it. To put it bluntly, Putin is a thug. Thugs from the KGB are thugs just the same. They terrorize their own people to keep them in line. And now we got a graduate of the KGB school of terror wreaking havoc on on a neighboring country, Ukraine. When all is said and done, the Russians will be sued in a court of law. I don't know which court will take it, but I I hope the people of Ukraine go after those that want to finance Putin and make them pay as well for the damage to their country. Right. Well, I I don't think Putin is worried about a court of law at this point, uh, Michael. But I but I do thank you for your call, and uh, have a uh, a lovely uh, weekend. Let's go to Virginia Beach, Virginia, and let's say good morning to Michael. Michael, what's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Uh, Dominic, what's missing in late night radio? And I hope you'll pass this on to uh, John Katsimatini. 
What's missing in late night radio is the good debate that we have in the White House situation room where intelligence experts go against intelligence experts, military strategists go against military strategists, and the president makes the decision just as the WABC public will make the decision after moderator Dominic Carter allows the two experts to finish their debate. That's what a democracy does. Maybe John Katsimatidi will bring democracy back to late-night radio in America because it isn't being presented anywhere else. Interesting. Michael, uh, I I thank you for the call, but I I believe that – and obviously, Mr. Casamitini speaks for himself as well as the other owner of the station, owner-operator Margot Casamitini. They, they're moving uh, quickly along those lines with with a point counterpoint. A number of shows that that are on on the weekends uh, with Curtis Sliwa and others on different days, uh, a left-right type thing. But I but I hear you, Michael, and uh, and and Curtis is listening to you right now. So he, who knows, he may move even further in terms of doing exactly what you are suggesting. Thank you for the call to William and Yonkers. Good morning, William. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, I'm a retired NYPD detective. I just like to let you know that when uh, the NYPD Special Victims Unit looked at Anthony Weiner's laptop, it was loaded with kitty porn from okay, uh, Hillary okay, Clinton okay, and okay, Epstein. Okay, okay, stop, okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> oh, it's Saturday morning. We're going into the weekend. <laughs> And folks, it's just, it's just, it's just not necessary. You, you call and you say you want to discuss an issue, and then you move to something else. Let's let's have a mutual respect of each other, folks. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. The situation in Ukraine seems to be going from bad to even worse, and. Um, Putin is sending signs that the worst is yet to come. Let's go to uh, Joe in the Bronx. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning. I want to stress the importance of, uh, you know, basically looking at the situation in Ukraine in a historical context. Uh, right, but I, but I can't, I can't that... allow. Uh, wait, 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 Joe. I cannot allow. We don't. We have too many calls. I cannot allow a, a, a history lesson. So you got to make it quick and brief. I'll be very succinct. Okay. Number one, you're not, yeah, you're, you're not, you're not going to get a straight story from the mass media. They are tendentious and biased, and they have a narrative that they want the public to believe, namely that Putin illegally started a war that was unprovoked. That being said, uh, as a point of reference. I want to direct your attention to UNZ.com. It's one of the sites that actually does complete analysis of the situation in Ukraine for people who are not familiar with it. It's UNZ.com. That being said, now when I said a historical context, you have to remember, Eisenhower did not take us to war in 1956 over Hungary when the Soviet Union invaded and put down the rebellion there that could have freed that country from, from communism. Why? Because he recognized that Hungary was not worth starting World War III over. And again, that's the situation you have in Ukraine right now. Not only is Putin well within his rights to want to have Ukraine demilitarized and not okay, wait, 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 Joe, Joe, I, I listened for, for quite a bit. So you're telling me, and I, I just need a, a, a quick response on this. So you're telling me that Putin is in his right to commit war crimes and kill innocent people. Now, listen, that's the propaganda you're coming out of the mainstream media. Okay, Joe, 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 that is enough. That is enough. Thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. I, I just can't deal with that right now with in terms of innocent babies that are being killed, people, innocent people killed, people watching their houses go up in flames 
uh, in Ukraine right now, and and you're going to tell me that's propaganda, and I don't see what I see. No, I think I see exactly uh, what what is uh, going on. Dominic Carter here with you until the top of the hour. Let's go to Lamar in uh, in New York City. I believe he has a question as it relates to the NYPD. Go right ahead. Lamar, okay, Lamar is gone. Let's go to Charlie in Brooklyn. Good morning, Charlie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I just want to say simplify to all my brothers out there. You know, we're used to watching wars that we are involved in, and we fight wars with one hand tied behind our back. I hate to tell people that's what war looks like. Totally, totally. I mean, like World War II, they pop and bomb the cities. I know it's wrong what you're doing, but this is war. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I I hear you, Charlie. But um, innocent people being killed for for no reason, but a power play one way or the other. It's just really, really sad and really, really, really upsetting. Thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. What's on your mind? Hey, Dom, always great to hear you. I actually wanted to end the show because you, you've been getting killed all day, but uh, I'll take a midterm <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> I, w- I wanted to leave you on a good note and Frank coming in on a good note. Um, well, not Frank and- tonight, Curtis Lewa. Oh, Curtis Lewa tonight. Well, Curtis, yes. I love Lewa just as much. Um, but, hey, listen, Sunday, March 13th, next week, we get an hour back. The sun's coming back. It's going to be ah. 70 degrees this Sunday. Oh. We're gonna win. We're gonna win the midterms. The country's gonna change down. Everything's gonna get better. I love you, brother. Have a good weekend. Thank you, man. I love you as well. And uh, it's always nice to uh, to chat with you, Hudson. And and you did you did pick up the spirits uh, in terms of uh, what's what's coming up. And spring is right around the corner. And and that is a um, that is a good thing. Curtis Lee, we're coming up at the top of the hour. Let's go to John in Staten Island. Good morning, John, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hey, Dominic. Hi, Listen, John. I was just going to touch on the topic of Ukraine. Uh, the situation, what's going on between Biden, the current president, and Donald Trump, the former president, is the school of thought, the people you hire. Biden hired the same people from his last presidency who are thinking about green energy and thinking about trying to give Iran the oil rights, you know, nuclear rights to Iran. These are the same people that caused all this stuff with Ukraine and Iran and all that stuff way back before. Donald Trump's school of thought is you hire people who know who the enemy is, which is China, uh, Putin. And Iran, these are the people that are getting away with trying to attack us, attack the Western world. And that's why Donald Trump was on top of it. He had people that knew what these guys wanted to do. Well, John, I I will uh, I can only say in response to your comment is that in my heart, I go a lot on instinct. And in my heart, I just feel that if President Trump was still in office, that Putin may have set some of this in motion, but I don't think we would be at the situation where we are at now. Um, it, it is just it's just it's just horrible. And we don't know if it's going to stop with uh, with Ukraine. And um you know, it's just a bad, bad situation. And I've said this twice, but I'm going to say it now for a third time. It may go from bad to worse. Let's go to our friend Karen in Rockland County, my home county. Good morning, Karen. Hello, What's on your mind? How are you? I'm uh, doing well, and I hope you are as well. So-so. <laughs> so-so. Uh, the countries that were involved in that 94 treaty, uh, you know, to protect Ukraine once they, uh, once Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons. Why can't those countries, including the United States, send in like, like the Navy SEALs like we have here and try to get him out? Well, you know, Karen, that's a legitimate question. But when, when, you're, when you're up against someone with nuclear 
weapons, you have to tread carefully. And that's the situation that the world finds itself in right now. And not just the the nuclear threat possibility, but it's a domino effect with everything involving world players. And so that's why it's in all of our interests for this to come to a close. This is defined as the invasion of uh, Ukraine by Russia because you don't want the other elements, the other pieces of this puzzle, the major player, the top dogs, if you will, to get involved. And so I think the world, Karen, the world community is trying to help, but it is a uh, difficult situation and they're moving with sanctions, but obviously the sanctions are not moving fast enough to have an impact And so perhaps the next step is shutting down purchasing the oil. And we don't even know if that will work at the end of the day. It may even make Putin even angrier in terms of uh, his actions. And so I, I thank you for the call, Karen, and you have a lovely weekend. Let's go to Billy in Queens. Good morning, Billy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, who does your buddy Curtis Sleewood think he is? He's saying he wants to shut down my personal bicycle lane on Queens Boulevard. I mean, what is, who, who does he think he is? <laughs> so so you're, you're a fan of uh, bicycle lanes. I'm the most famous bicycle rider in the city. He knows me. That's, I got that whole lane to myself. I'm like, who's that guy Vanderbilt 100 years ago? He had one of the, 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 the Vanderbilt. The, 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 um, Grand Central Station, I got the statue. He had his own okay. park. Hey, Billy. Van- hey, Billy. So... So you, you can take up your issue with Curtis. He's listening to you right now. But you can take up your issue with Curtis in about two and a half minutes. I want to ask you a question, and I want you to be honest with me. Did it make sense to you to carve up mostly Manhattan the way that the city has for bike lanes and traffic, you know, in many busy Manhattan areas, and it was done intentionally, there's only one lane. Did that make sense to you? Absolutely. Going New York City is not, it's not, it's not for cars anymore. Get, you got to get with the program. New York City is not for cars anymore. Get over it. Tell Curtis to get over it, too. Mm. New York City is not for cars. Okay. Well, Billy, I, 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 um, I, I thank you uh, for the call. And let me just uh, update you folks on this. Starting Monday, I'm sure you've heard this by now, but starting Monday, New Yorkers will no longer need to show proof of vaccination for indoor activities like dining and kids won't have to wear face masks in school. Uh, Mayor Adams made the announcement Uh, Friday morning, as uh, coronavirus infections continue to drop statewide. So let's hope that the good shoe has dropped here because some health experts and elected officials are warning, are warning that it's the wrong move, that we have no way to predict what the virus will do next. Here's something I found uh, very interesting. I'm closing on this note. And I have to be honest, every now and then I'll get a notice in the mail where I ran a red light somewhere or came close to running it because, you you know, if you go through the yellow, whatever the case may be, running red lights are on the rise in New York City. And last month marked the deadliest February for traffic deaths in New York City since at least 2008. So, folks, try not to run those red lights. I'm going to try my best not to uh, run them as well. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Dominic Carter here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Keep it right there. Curtis Lee was standing by, walking back and forth, back and forth, all ready to go. Right here, Talk Radio 77 WABC.